by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. And we're back in uh, 2024 with our very first Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. And we thought we'd bring Janet and Justin Benfit from Wyoming Game and Fish Department in because some stuff has really developed over the last few weeks since we have uh, spoke. We kind of recap the year. And uh, and then, Janet, uh, Christmas and New Year's happened. So, You know, it's, again, the cliche, and I say this every year, and I'll say it again, just like everybody else. I don't know where the time goes. It just seems like yesterday we were talking about all of this stuff, and that was a full year ago. But here we are again after the new year. Hunting applications have started to open, and and um, we're just trying to catch up, just like everybody else. How about you, Drew? Yeah, it was uh, very eventful. I felt like I was a retired man, and I, I really enjoyed it. But uh, also, I got to do a little bit of hunting and uh, be out and enjoy Wyoming's great outdoors in this excellent weather that we've been having that really kind of has spoiled a lot of people's elk hunts. But, you know, it, it's still fun. It all depends on where you were, you know, as I was traveling across the state over the holidays, I would go from 28 degrees to 61 degrees back down to 18 all in one trip. So depending on where you were, it could definitely be a, a little bit chillier or it could be a little bit warmer. So skiers are not happy right now. I yeah. Know that. yeah, or cold lovers, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Jenna, before we uh, get on with Justin, I know that Right before Christmas, there was a, a news story that broke about a case of chronic wasting disease in Area 122. And can you touch on that a, a little bit? Just give us an, an idea of, of uh, the information. Sure. Um, Drew, what you're talking about is the Elk Hunt Area 122. And as you know, we do have um, every um, different big game species that we have, we have different hunt areas. So, you know, deer have a different set of numbers and different boundaries than, than elk. And so we are talking about the elk hunt area 122 in this situation. And many years ago, when Wyoming was first diagnosed with chronic wasting disease, um, the agency made a commitment to the public that we would notify the public every time a new hunt area was confirmed positive um, for chronic wasting disease. If there was, you know, a hunter harvested animal or whether it was more of a targeted kill that, you know, an animal was maybe showing those those signs um, in that area and we had a targeted, you know, euthanasia to have them tested to see how, what was going on with that specific animal. And the Wyoming Game and Fish Department has continued to keep that commitment to the public. And so what you were seeing um, and it's it's interesting that this one was um, one that kind of caught the news of the media that um, 122 was confirmed positive. And this was just a general notification. We do several of these a year if you kind of look back through the media and take a look. And it's not a surprise. And Justin can can add to that. You know, it was surrounded by deer hunt areas that were positive previously. It just maybe we didn't have the samples from that area to test positive before. So it is a commitment. It's not a shock, um, but it is. You'll continue to see the Game and Fish Department report on every positive um, new hunt area. So again, we'll have positives in other hunt areas that maybe have been previously confirmed. But if it has not been in the past, we put that information out. 
So if there would have been a CWD and a deer found there in that same general area, because it wasn't an elk positive case in that area, that's why we were notified. Because we had already had a positive mule deer or white-tailed deer in that area. Yes. Okay. So I'm basically just is uh, an information uh, outlet. So just so everybody knows. Exactly. And as you know, um, you know, chronic wasting disease is a disease that affects cervids. So in Wyoming, deer, elk, and moose. And so if we were to get a positive moose in some of these areas, we would be putting that information out because at this time we only have one area that is positive on the western part of the state for moose. And so we would, you know, those would kind of be new big steps across the map. But in fact, those areas may already have CWD with elk and deer. And obviously, if more questions about this, contact Game and Fish. And that's the, the best way if there's a question popping in your mind. And, you know, as we talk about cycling through, we're still uh, some hunt areas are open for, uh, for some of the species. But we're already into the licensing uh, application time, which it's hard to believe that it's already that time. But it is. That's right. January 2nd, it all opens up again. And so we just want to make sure that people are aware of some of the changes that have happened. Now, we talk a lot and we will continue to talk about this over the next several months um, because we do have, you know, several months before all of the applications for residents have to be in when we're talking about elk. But right now, um, in the July 2023 commission meeting, some non-resident elk hunting areas were, what do you want to say, Justin, passed, developed, put into place, and people need to know about this if you hunt with non-residents. What is the reasoning that people need to to know? So I already know that, like me, I hunted in Area 48, and that happens to be in one of the newer um, non-resident regions. So that's in the western part. There's eastern part and a southern part. Those are the three regions for non-residents. So a couple things, Drew. First of all, really want to stress above, above all else, nothing has changed for residents with respect to elk hunting, a general license elk hunting or anything like that. A, a resident general elk license is still valid in any general elk area in the state. The reason why we're kind of having this conversation now is like Janet just said, the application period opened on January 2nd, really for everything, but for non-residents applying for elk, and there's a fair amount of residents that still try to hunt with their non-resident friends or family, you know, when the opportunities arise, so for non-residents, their application period is only open the month of January. So it closes on January 31st. Now, non-residents are allowed to modify or withdraw their application up until May 8th after our commission finalizes our season recommendations in April. Um, that's an important point, albeit a kind of a, a little tangent here. But the thing that folks really need to realize, the non-residents, is if they want to hunt a general license area in Wyoming, they're going to be relegated to one of three regions and there's so there's an eastern a southern and a western region and and these maps are all furnished on our hunt planner um uh, which is on our website so it's 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 basically the way in which we manage non-resident general hunting opportunity for deer they have to pick a region and then they can hunt any non-resident 
or any, excuse me, any general license area within that region to hunt. They still cannot hunt the limited quota hunt areas within that. So um, it's, it's a change for elk hunters. Folks should just be aware of it, especially if you have non-resident friends or family that, that come to hunt and you, and you want to hunt in one of those general areas. So really the, the difference is instead of having the whole state to choose from, you have to choose from one of those three regions. That's correct. Absolutely. And then you can only hunt the areas within those three regions that are open to general license hunting. So those are listed on the website. And so just like Justin said, it is not the entire, you know, Eastern region that you're able to hunt. It is, you know, only two, three, six, 116, 126, and 129. And so there are still quite a few areas that are not going to be open, like two. Um, oh, no, two is. Yeah, two like is, sorry. 123, yeah, area seven. That's a big one that people like to hunt. So if you have a general elk license as a non-resident, again, remember that non-resident key, you would not be able to hunt in area seven. So last year at this time, we, we talked with you, Justin, and we had had weather already, some really big weather events. We had lots of snow and lots of cold temperatures in December. This year is a total 180 degree difference because we had a little bit of snow uh, back in October, but then it's been really mild through here. So at this stage of the game, does this help the, uh, the, the animals throughout the, the winter if it stays something like this? Considerably. Yeah. I mean, it's our wildlife can use a break. Um, you know, there's always a couple caveats with that, but you know, we feel like our wildlife entered the winter in really good shape. You have an exceptionally mild, I mean, it's not even winter really by Wyoming standards. So it's so mild. Um, we predict that over winter survival as of now, and I'm knocking on wood for our radio yes, audience here, does. things can change. Um, certainly, you know, some of our biggest storms occur in February and March and that sort of thing, things can change, but they, they should be overwintering really well, and they went into winter such good shape this year. We think survival is going to be pretty good, not just for, for adults, but uh, but even for fawns going into this winter. So, How about in, in areas like Pinedale and, and Lander that have already had four feet of snow and, and some of these, you know, winter weather there, and they were already in pretty bad shape with some of the, the animal numbers from last year? Well, just as a good example, so we've had, um, you know, both the Game and Fish and in collaboration with University of Wyoming folks have had long running research project going on in mule deer over in the western part of the state. And, you know, um, to make a long story short, they've been they've been capturing those deer twice a year, measuring body fat, um, both going into the winter and then in the spring coming out of the winter. This year, with the extraordinary losses experienced last year, there's so many less mammals on the landscape coupled with an extremely wet winter or wet yeah winter and summer, summer this last year that that um, was phenomenal for forage production the deer that they measured this year going into it were the fattest deer by far that they've ever measured over the past decade plus of, of researching this deer so it's just another indication that animals are went into this winter in really good shape and all, although like the lander area in pinedale they've had a little bit more winter than us for sure by relative to normal, it's still pretty darn mild in, in the state. So. so, but Drew, with that being said, 
that doesn't mean we're going to increase numbers. Um, that doesn't mean we're going to decrease numbers. You know, all of that depends on what the data is collected over the next couple months and, and what the models show. Um, so just keep that in mind. Things are looking fantastic, but that doesn't mean that there will be more licenses for folks to apply. For. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, in a lot of cases with respect to where deer and antelope herds are around the state, we need to dig out of this hole for, for multiple years. So while it's a little bit of good news, it's nice to have a little mild winter. We still need some moisture this coming later in the winter and spring to, to get us through next year. So um, there's, there's a lot that's still to be determined and yeah, we're, we're a ways before we really start ramping license issuance back up. Oh yes. All right. Well, make sure to go to wgfd.wild.gov. If you have uh, a hunt plan for this year, use the hunt planner. And if you have non-residents, they need to get on the ball if they want to get in and hunt here in Wyoming. So as always, great information, Justin and Janet, we appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. It's Drew and Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, and we've made it into 2024, Brian, and boy, we're getting close to the first ice fishing derbies of the year. Yeah, we uh, hopefully it looks like uh, Glendo Derby uh, may still go off, so uh, we will have tickets here available this week. We're just waiting for the final thumbs up from the guys down there to make sure that uh, ice conditions are good enough to su support the the crews down there. But uh, this, if it uh, if it goes off, then uh, the Glendo tournament this next uh, the 13th and 14th is going to be good, and then the following weekend up at Boysen, the the Winter Festival, the 19th, 20th, and 21st. So uh, we'll. We'll have uh, I don't think we'll have the boys and tickets available here at the store they'll have them at the Riverton location generally um, and you can also get them at the boys and marina and I maybe even the fast lane over there but uh, we got lots of uh, different events coming up over the next you know month uh, including the hog derby on the uh, second and third up at uh, Pathfinder so um, yeah, we've, uh, if nothing else, it's just good to get the kids out and let them yeah. run around. You know? Yeah, right. Well, and, you know, the weather could change at the drop of a hat. We, mm -hmm. we know that we like to try to trust the uh, weather forecasters, but, you know, Mother Nature does her own thing a lot of times. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you're heading out, make sure that you have everything that you, you need to be safe, especially if you're taking those kids, because the last thing you want to do is hear a kid whining about being cold. Yeah, well, keeping kids bundled up is good. Uh, you know, kind of a fun little trick is, you know, especially if you have like a, a jet sled with you, uh, get a sleeping bag and throw that in the bottom of the, of the sled. Throw a couple hand warmers inside that sleeping bag. And if the kids get cold, they can just jump inside the sleeping bag and, and uh, you know, play their video game or whatever they're going to yeah. do and or take a nap. So. so have you heard much on ice conditions? I know that we had talked where Boysen had been getting like negative temperatures. Yeah, I, I haven't really heard a whole lot lately. I know, you know, a week ago, Boysen, uh, Badwater, and Poison Creek both had anywhere from 10 to 15 inches. So if that kind of continues on, you know, we'll we'll see that 20, 20 plus inches of ice, you know, throughout Boysen. And it did cap over a week and a half ago or so. So, uh, you know, all those bays should be really good, should should be fine. But again, it's 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 hard to say. Like it's you know, it's kind of like a weatherman predicting the weather. Like I don't want to say yeah. it's going to be sunny tomorrow, or to tell you that the ice conditions are going to be good because uh, it can change. In, like you said, in, in the in the flip of a dime. So 
um, yeah, be, be cautious when you're out there, you know, take a, a, a bar so you can check, check the conditions, drill a hole occasionally, see what that ice level is looking. But, uh, don't be that guy that just drives your truck out there and regrets yeah. that he threw his truck out there. Right. I have to go buy a new truck on Monday morning. <laughs> that won't go over very well. Nope. <laughs> uh, you know, last year I, we, we, you know, ran through the, the levels where I, I believe four inches is mm-hmm. one and then it's like, uh, 30 feet for Godzilla. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something something (laughs) along those lines. So, you know, making sure that you're aware of the, the, you know, the safety levels is, is always a good idea, too. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, most of us have lived around here long enough and, you know, again, you know, don't go by yourself and, you know, try to try to take a buddy with you and, you know, uh, make sure that you're prepared in case something does happen but you know an extra change of clothes is always a good idea sleeping bag is a good idea if someone does happen to go through uh you have to try to get them warmed up as fast as you can and sometimes that's not the easiest thing to do so um you know mr heaters uh, a lot of that stuff that just kind of keep that that trip uh pleasant for you while you're on the ice of course we've got a lot of wind at uh, typically on these reservoirs so a nice ice shelter where you can break the wind uh, a little buddy heater you know maybe you bring a jet boil and some uh, you know mountain house uh, freeze-dried stuff and you know get a get a warm bowl of chili in you that tends to warm a guy up pretty quick well and and the good part about it is you can come into rocky mountain discount sports and get all of that stuff because you've got it right on the shelves and ready to go yeah and you know and that's you know that is one of the nice parts that i feel especially you know i I've worked a lot of retail in my, my years, and a lot of times we've been dictated by corporate of what has to be carried in the store. And, you know, we really try to cater to things that are going to be important for our region and for our area. So, you know, every once in a while I get somebody that comes in wants a, a fishing pole for paddle fishing. Well, we don't have a lot of paddle fishing around here, right? But, you know, I, I might have one choice for you. But in terms of, like, trout fishing, walleye fishing, uh, snowshoeing, things that we do locally, regionally in here, we're going to have a good selection of, of pretty much everything you're going to need. And we've talked before about, you know, the website and how convenient it is where you can go on there and um, find what you're looking for. But also, you may not find in the store what's online. Yeah, the the... The nice part with the website is it does give our customers the opportunity to see a lot of our shooting sports uh, in terms of, you know, the ammo, the guns, the hearing protection, all that type of stuff. But it it doesn't uh, do a very good job with like our fishing and camping categories and it doesn't do anything with clothing. So um, if you're looking for, you know, Garmin Panoptics fish finder uh you're not going to find it on there but we do have them in the store so you know uh where the where the website fails us you know feel free to give us a call uh we'll we'll do the digging around at the store we'll get back to you uh we'll let you know what we have and what the options are but um yeah don't trust the website 100 percent in terms of like er everything that we have Mm -hmm. feel free to give us a call and we'll 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 do the running around for you. So we're to the point of, of 24 now, 2024, where a lot of the hunting seasons have just ended and, you know, there's still bird hunting and, mm-hmm. you know, you can even get out and see Bob at Riverbend. That, that's always a good option for a couple more months. Yep. Took the puppy out there last week and uh, chased around some pheasants and the, the, the puppies coming along really nicely. Um, had a good mix of uh, pheasants and chuckers. And so we had, we had a blast. I mean, it was great weather. Very little snow, 
maybe an inch on the ground type of stuff, just comfortable. Uh, and what's crazy, and we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of times where the wind's just howling here in Casper, mm-hmm. and you get past uh, you know the narrows out there, and all of a sudden it's nice and calm. So yeah. uh, again, if if you're planning your what you're going to do based on the weather conditions, you'll never do anything. So you know, get out yeah. and explore life and go do something. And stop in here, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Before you head out and do it, make sure you're prepared. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. And welcome back to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My name is Drew, and uh, per usual, we have all kinds of fun events that are starting to happen here around the Casper region. And one of those is with the Mule Deer Foundation of Wyoming. Uh, I talked to my friend Sean Blazak just yesterday, and we're talking next week. He'll be on the show to talk in more depth about things that are going on, but you can start buying your tickets and your tables to become a sponsor to help mule deer in Wyoming. This organization is one that uh, I've been working with for a couple of years since I really got to Wyoming and and talking with, with Sean to see what they do. And boy, they do a lot of boots on the groundwork to help with conservation, to help with uh, all different aspects, uh, fence projects and and uh, having a habitat, working on habitat around Wyoming to increase the population and the health of mule deer. And when you help mule deer, you're not just helping mule deer, you're helping elk and antelope and whitetail and turkeys and and pheasants and, and all different kinds of wildlife benefit from each of these organizations. And if you've been around at all, you know that there are a lot of these organizations that are really functional and they do a lot of things like the annual banquet that's going to happen on January 27th. It'll be at the hangar here uh, or over in, in Bar None. Five o'clock is when it starts and they have different levels of, of tables and tickets. And also that night you'll be able to try out the Mule Deer Foundation's beer. They've teamed up with a Wyoming brewery and they'll have that on display and have some to drink that night. They've got lots of great packages that they're going to have auctioned off. There's different ways for you to win trips and prizes throughout the the night at this big event. It's, again, the Mule Deer Foundation's annual banquet here in Casper. If you're not sure of some of those things, I would go over and check out their Facebook page, which is uh, MDF Wyoming. That's where you can go find out about the, the Mule Deer Foundation on Facebook and go to MuleDeer.org to go to the website. So again, next week we'll talk to Sean, get more details, and uh, put the uh, the crosses on the T and the dots on the I for that. But now my buddy Jim Crowley, and I've had Jim on the show quite a few times over the years, and he's a, a, an outdoor lover uh, and an outdoor teacher to so many kids in the Midwest and travels up and down the, the the country, really, to do some hunting and fishing, and he loves every day. And, Jimmy, you and I go back years and years and years, uh, way back when it was hookandhunttv.com, but now you're at jimcrowleyoutdoors.com, and life is really evolving for you in the outdoor world. It, it really is. I mean, you know, you and I were talking before the show started about, and I just actually did an interview last week with somebody talking about 
you know, when I first started in the outdoor industry, it was because of fishing and my tournament fishing led me to getting into television. And I remember back then when you'd write a newspaper article, you'd go fish a tournament, they'd put your name in a paper if you did well. And somebody would see you on a, on the TV show that I was on at the time. And that was your publicity. That was it. Now um, I'm, I'm doing this interview from the studio that is in my house. <laughs> I am, I am constantly creating video and stuff from video that we do when we're out on the water or what seminar season coming up with sports shows. We'll be doing video stuff there. It's constant um, content creation all the time now for all the companies I work for. And, and I never thought when I got into this business, this will be the 31st year wow. in the outdoor industry. I know. Uh, and I, I, I never thought it would evolve into this. And it's just amazing that the people I've met and the things that have changed and, and the way you can put information out there, we are definitely in the information age and it's, it's changing literally hour by hour, much less day by day. And so it's, it's a pretty exciting time right now, but yes, it is definitely changed. So Jimmy, you have, and I have been doing this since 2009 together. We started on a Friday morning, Friday morning, 92nd segment. And then that led us to doing a show just like the one that, that I'm doing here and, and that you're doing there mm -hmm. in, in, in Illinois. And we've had an opportunity throughout the years to keep in contact to, you know, I consider you one of, one of my closest friends. And, and I know mm -hmm. that we've kind of followed our, our journeys together and you branched out, I guess you were doing the hook and hunt TV where you were doing a little bit of hunting, a little bit of shooting, right. and then you were doing a little bit of fishing, and then you were doing the whole cycle. But that kind of got a little bit too much for you because I would assume that life wasn't as enjoyable in the outdoors as it was when you're constantly having to record a show and, and you know do a show on the things that you love, but you can't really enjoy what you're doing. Well, yeah, and, you, and you've known me long enough. I mean, we had the radio show together for, for nine years. I mean, we've done, we've spent a lot of time together. And as much as I love the duck hunt, as much, um, and fishing, you know, my dad started me at three. And, and so I've done that my entire life. But before all this media creation came about, we made the decision, you know, six or seven years ago that something had to change. And the reason it had to change is because it was always work. And as much as I love what I get to do, I wanted some time where there wasn't a camera in my face. Now, some people are like, oh, listen, to that. It, it, it's, it, I don't mean it like that. I mean it like sometimes you just want to spend time with your friends. You just want to spend guys that, and as much as there, there's one of my best friends is my cameraman, has been my cameraman for years, Kirk Ijams. As much as we duck hunted together too, we, you know, we're always thinking about trying to put a show together. Well, we did that for nine months doing a fishing show. And so when the opportunity came with Wired to Fish TV to just do fishing and fishing related content, um, I'm still working 12 months out of the year working on that content. But now there are times when I can get away. I love to shoot clay targets. I, I love sporting clays. I love skeet. Now I can do that. I don't do it with a camera in my face. Even though I'm a shotgun instructor, I still love teaching people when the opportunity is there. Uh, but now that's more of a relaxing time when I go. I'm like, hey, this is great. I don't have to be that. I, I, I can just be much, I can just be fun. I, I can just right. have fun and shoot with my buddies or, or help 
you know, a younger person out, whether it be a male or female, to help them learn to shoot. Or when we go duck hunting, it's just the guys going duck hunting. And it's it's now it's a really nice mix. I, I think when when you have a balance in life, and I know we've heard this before, but a balance in life is important. And sometimes doing what you love, you also need to get away from a little bit. So I, I really like what it's evolved into. And what I want to point out, too, is when you started in this, you were also working a full-time job. So you were <laughs> yeah. you were working for the city of Bloomington. Yeah. And, and then what was it? Has it been five years? Since I retired, it'll actually be five years this May. So I left my job early when the, when the economy was really good. I basically froze my pension. Too, because I had been in the outdoor industry all these years anyway, but I really wanted to—I really wanted to push hard. I saw—I saw a lot of this stuff, a lot more of this stuff coming with the opportunities I think I would have if I could do it full time. And being blessed to have the job that I did, I—I I, I literally, this is how I do it. I think you and I have talked about this before. I literally prayed. And I asked God, should I do this? I, I really wanted to have that feeling. And I got the over, I've got the overwhelming feeling, do this. I got you. Wow. And, and when we did it and when I did it, it was a leap of faith that I took into that has branched into so many more things, so many more people to meet and smiling a lot more. I, I don't know if that sounds corny, but it's just been a really, really rewarding time when I trusted what I, where I felt God was leading me. And, and I really, I really, truly, really enjoy what I get to do now. Jim, you, you've known me long enough. You've been on my journeys and you've seen where I've gone ar around the country. And, you know, hunting and fishing in the Midwest is big, but not as big as it is in Wyoming. There are more opportunities, Jim. Yeah, I, I mean, just watching you, you know, and I could tell there, there are places where you landed. We're not going to mention those. Where I had a feeling it wasn't a very good fit for you. Right. You know, because I, I could tell in your attitude. I could tell just by looking at you that, you know, and when you found here, I could tell. I mean, it was two weeks after you were there. And I mean, your your smile was beaming. You're like, this is going to be cool, dude. You know, and, and it's obviously worked out well. And, you know, I'm sure your your audience loves it because you've continued to grow there. And it, it's because you found a niche where you're really, really good at. And it, it's been really it, it's been really fun for me to watch the progression that you've come. Uh, watching where you are and how much more it's going to grow and, and how good I honestly feel from what I've seen that you're doing for the community. It's really cool. It's really cool when things like that, especially when people are your friends in the outdoor industry and land in something where they fit, because to me, that changes everything. It, it's just, right. it makes everything that you already enjoy doing better. Well, Jim, uh, you're going to have to come visit, obviously, because I've got a yeah. freezer, freezer full of elk that, uh, you know, I made my first elk jerky. Uh, okay, just this spring. Yeah. <laughs> Hop a plane and come on out, I guess. <laughs> uh, but so when you go and, and I know that you do a lot of catch and release because you catch a lot of fish for the, the show or whatever, but you yeah. still love to eat the duck and, and you know, the the wild game. Have Have you found something that really has triggered your palate where you're like oh my gosh i've got to get some of this so that i can crave or can cure that crave yeah and your listeners are going to go nuts what i tell you with one of my favorite things is because it's on everybody's lease list and that's geese oh i yeah. i really i really really like goose and what we do is we take the breast out and then i put them in a crock pot and we just have a recipe we do with pepperoncini peppers um and i make some of the best italian beef out of that goose meat or barbecue beef, whatever you'd want in, in that, 
in that cooker. And I look forward to when I get a big goose. Uh, because it is. And w- once you add those pepperoni peppers in there, you put a couple of bats beers in there. I am telling you right now, <laughs> you will have some of the best Italian beef or barbecue beef. And, pe- and and I've even done that with snow geese. And I mean, I can literally almost see people going, you eat that? If you haven't tried it, knock it off. You know, it's, it's great. It's funny, Jim, because every guy that I goose hunt with, I can see them snarl their nose right yeah. now. <laughs> Well, until you until you've hunted them enough, like we used to too, and I, I've got buddies of mine that I've, I've got a, one of my best friends is a master decoy carver. He's hunted all over, you know, the country and other places too, uh, throughout the world. And he's just like I'm telling you, he goes, there still is nothing as great when you know how to do it, and it's not very hard. It's very simple. We did a ton of videos on it years ago, but everybody, it's because of what they hear, not always what they know. Right. And that is one of the best things about wild game is once you know, you know. I no longer spend time trying to convince people. I just go, you know what? You're missing out. Yeah. Elk, like what you have, is phenomenal. One of my absolute favorites. So is moose and so is bear. And I can see people right now going, bear, really? Yeah. I've hunted them in Manitoba where they're not eating garbage, where they're hunt, where they're eating their surrounding stuff. And it can be very, very good hamburgers and some steaks are very good on the grill. So until you've done it, if you judge it, you're missing out. That is true. I made, I got, uh, so Dan's meat processing here made mm-hmm. up some sticks for me out of my elk. Oh. And so um, I, I took some of it back to Illinois and I gave one to one of my friends and she took it, put it on her tongue and said, nope, didn't even eat it. And I'm like, what are you doing? How you yep. can't do that? Oh, Jim. I have goose sticks in the freezer right now that have their cheddar and jalapeno that, and everybody likes wild game, likes cheddar and jalapeno. They're just, just about everybody. And you try one of those, you'd have no idea it was goose. You would right. think it was venison or you would think whatever. And you're like, oh no, that can't be possible. Okay. I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. I just know I've got a freezer full of it, and every chance I get, I add more to it because it's good. Absolutely. Jim, hang on just a second. We're going to take a break and come back. And And I know you've mentioned this, but education is very important in the uh, the outdoor world, and we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. Welcome back. It's Drew along with my good friend, Jim Crowley. And I'm going to say great friend, Jim Crowley. We've been uh, friends for a long, long, long time. We almost are graduating high school, I think, at this point. It's been been that long that we've uh, were born and and out of school already. So yeah, that and and you just must be a glutton of punishment for keep contacting me. I don't know. There must be a mental disorder for both of us. I don't know. Well, Jim, I'll tell you one thing. From the very first time that we talked, is you love the education of not only fishing but. The outdoors in general, shooting and gun safety is all a big part of, of your modem. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, years ago, I, I got to be a certified shotgun instructor uh, through the state of Illinois because I really like shotgunning. That's what I that's what I like. I, I know how to shoot other firearms, but I really do like uh, I really, really do like shotgunning. And and it was fun. There were se- several years we were teaching Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Um, and quite a bit. There's about three or four summers there where we, we did it quite a bit. Um, Illinois, obviously, is horrible when it comes to education. Um, absolutely horrible. And so we really had to strive to work 
uh, for that. And I, I still, I, I, I've seen some of those students that we had years ago in the past and, and said they still look back remembering they had so much fun. And some of the things we would talk, talk to them about safety still dings in their, in their head because we made it stick. Education will always be one of the number one keys to success. And, and both, both shooting and fishing, I've always tried to do my best to pass on what we know so those sports grow. And I think that every person who learns has a responsibility to pass that on a responsible way. And, but I can't speak for everybody else. All I can do is speak for myself. And so that every occasion that I get, whether it being going to high school, uh, collegiate events, whatever, to talk fishing or, or whatever the case may be, I want to make sure I do my absolute best to take what I know and give it to somebody else who hopefully can even take it farther than that. That's the goal. Which I know here in Wyoming, we have an organization called the First Hunt Foundation, which I know that they have them all across the, the country. And what you do is exactly what they do. They want to take that that young kid or the single mother and they want to educate them on how they can uh, expand their knowledge of the outdoors. And, and I know that uh, you have never turned a person away that has asked you a question. You will stay long at any of your seminars or if, you know, there's a kid that is looking at uh, fishing rods in, at Bass Pro or somewhere like that, you'll go up and you'll help them just because you can, you can tell what, what they need. Yeah, it, it, it's, I've looked at it this way. If somebody, I, and I've always, in, in the position that I've been put in, that I've been blessed to be in, if somebody takes their time to email me or ask me a question, I'll be damned if I'm not going to take the time and answer them back. Right. I, I will answer every email that somebody sends me unless for some reason that I don't see it. Um, and sometimes on social media, those can squeak by. It has never been. It will never be intentional. Um, usually one way or the other, I find out if somebody's trying to contact me and I will do it. At, at sports shows, that, that's part of my job. It's one I look forward to very much is when somebody comes up and asks me a question because I've been very honest with everybody. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to find it out for you. I have, I've went so far as to take people's emails and go, you know what? I don't know. I'm not going to blow you smoke, but I know somebody who does. Give me till Monday or Tuesday and I'll get back at you. And to the, the best of my recollection, I've, I've never failed. I've never failed on that promise. I, if people are going to take their time to spend some of their time with me, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do the best that it was worth their time. And what you've done with Jim Crowley Outdoors now is you expand into Slick Fish Radio, and that kind of is an educational thing too, because not only are you uh, chatting with anglers or outdoorsmen that have a great history and success stories. But you're helping those that are watching learn how to better themselves by talking to these, you know, these outdoor experts or enthusiasts. Yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, my um, Slickfish Radio has really branched into something pretty cool because I get the opportunity uh, to talk to people in the industry, whether it be a, a small bait company or, or a big pro. And I never script anything. I, th I think you and I would do that. We really didn't never scripted anything when we had the interview. We had we knew we did our research. We knew what we wanted to talk to people about. And then we just kind of let it go. I, I want it to be a conversation with the individual that the audience can listen in on and participate and ask questions and get answers. Uh, because, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to say 
education and entertainment kind of go together. And if you can inform somebody and be entertaining in the aspect, you've got something that maybe they're going to remember and hopefully that they're going to benefit from. So that's always how I've tried to approach that. And honestly, I think I learned that way back in the day when you and I were working constantly together. Information and entertainment are both important. You have taken the uh, slick fish radio that you are, you know, given the knowledge of fishing and you've gone to another platform a, a little higher and uh, you've been on Wired to Fish for three years now. This is the third season and and that's even expanding a little more than it had been. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, when we started, they had six or seven streaming stations and Wired to Fish TV has only been around for about four years. Well, about a year into it, I was fortunate enough uh, to get hooked up with those guys. And we went through that. And the first year was pretty much of a learning process. The streaming is like streaming TV is like the wild west. You really don't know where you're going to end up yeah, all yeah. time. Right. And so then we added more, more stations and, you know, then we got Fubo and we got Plex and Plex is a free app. Well, then we just recently added sling and sling just about everybody's on streaming knows what sling is. It's a pretty big station. And I, and I know they're, they're actually in talks right now with a couple even bigger ones than that. And it's really interesting because my show went from two or three days a week to now all seven days a week. Jim Crowley Outdoors on there. And now for 2024, they've added Slick Fish Radio on there. I think I'm on my fifth episode coming up here of Slick Fish Radio on Wired to Fish TV. So it's been a really interesting platform um, to learn to grow with and, and watch it expand. And and, and I'm excited to see where it continues to go because now more and more people are starting to see this. And um, I've got the only original programming on the channel right now. So I film all my shows the same year that it's on. I don't do them the year before. So we are our audience retainment and people that interact with us is even growing because of that. So it's been been a learning experience, but it's been a lot of fun. Which one of the great things about your show is you're not just out throwing fish. Like if you wake up on a Saturday morning and flip on you know, Fox Sports or something like that, you're watching the Bassmasters and all this where they're not giving you the the step-by-step tips on what you just did. But that's what you're doing on you know Jim Crowley Outdoors is you're always educating. Yeah, and we we did one last night on on YouTube about how to make some of your own lures. And that's one thing that we really do on the show a lot is we show you how to make lures, all the rods I fish with, I've made myself. And we really, we, it, it, it's almost like a D it sounds funny, but it's a DIY fishing show. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so we add everything from drone over shots to underwater stuff. This year, we're going to be adding more of the electronics in there, like Humminbird 360. And so people are going to be able to see the drone shots from above, what we're literally fishing with, with the with the big screen in front of us. And then we'll see the underwater stuff of not only how the lure reacts, um, but but the fish as well in certain instances. What I wanted to do in the half hour that we have in that show, anybody can watch anybody catch fish. Anybody can go out and catch fish. What we want to do is we've always wanted to try to show you the experience and hopefully you can take what we're doing, like it or not, and make yourself a better angler because of it. That has always been the goal of Jim Crowley Outdoors. And this year, I feel we're going to be able to expand on it even more. So that, to me, is exciting. That is amazing. And maybe we'll get you out here to do some fishing, Jim. Okay. Yeah, like I've ever turned down a fishing invitation. <laughs> uh, go to jimcrowleyoutdoors.com. You can follow him all over social media, Jim Crowley Outdoors. And 
And, uh, buddy, it's always nice to, to talk to you, and I can't wait to see how big uh, Jim Crowley Outdoors gets in 2024 and spreads across the world. Well, I love to be with my favorite. I love to be with my favorite radio host on ninety five point five. Man, I mean, this is I, this is. A, I was looking forward to this today because I knew me and you were going to be talking, and so um, I hope your listeners got got uh, some great information out of this. And I always look forward to talking with you. Uh, and in this new year, I truly wish you the very best, my friend. God bless you and all your listeners. I always appreciate appreciate the opportunity to spend a little time with you. And that's going to do it for another week of Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors presented by Rocky Mountain Discount Sports and Brooks Companies. If you missed any of this show or previous shows, you can go to the radio station's app and listen 24-7 on demand. Have a great week. We'll have another show next week. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with Drew Kirby. If you have a question, want to make a comment, or have an idea for a show topic, message us on the My Country mobile app. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors.